At the Commonwealth Policy Foundation, we try to approach the issues of life, marriage, religious liberty, and fiscal integrity from a biblical perspective that promotes thoughtfulness and kindness. We work with political leaders and concerned citizens from all across the state. To stay informed, visit CommonwealthMatters.org and sign up for our e-newsletter. The Commonwealth Policy Foundation is a nonprofit organization that only exists because of friends like you. Thanks for tuning in to the Commonwealth Matters. Welcome to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm your host, Richard Nelson. Today, we're going to talk about perspectives in a new year. We're going to talk about a few of the major events from 2022 and then look at them from a biblical worldview. Joining me on the program is Ron Hicks, pastor of Henderson Memorial Baptist Church in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Ron, welcome to the program. It is always a privilege to be with you, Richard. Well, hey, full disclosure for our listeners and viewers, I am doing the program from out of state. I am in Green Bay, Wisconsin. My hometown, this is a place where I grew up, and I am with family. Uh, in fact, I'm with my dad, who got a really a dire prognosis from his oncologist uh, just the other day. And when we heard the news, uh, we decided to come up the next day to spend some time with him. The oncologist said that he could not be left alone. Um, he just he, yeah. He's fighting cancer. And it's. I'll say this, Ron, as tough as it is to... Uh, to see a loved one go downhill, it's been good to spend some time with him, to be here and to help him, then also to spend some time. And um, that has been a gift. So, and by the way, that's relevant to what we're going to talk about, perspective, right? So, so let's start out with this. I mean, we have perspective that we live in a a fallen world where there's disease, where there's death. Um, But as believers, we do not face death and disease the same way the world does, do we? No, the, the scriptures even tell us that we don't we don't mourn, we don't grieve like people without any hope. Uh, we understand that there's a God in heaven who loves us so much that despite our sin, despite the fact that we were enemies of his, he put on flesh and blood, walked among men, led a sinless life, took our penalty for sin upon himself, died on the cross to give us freedom. And then he ascended into heaven um, and he's there waiting for us. The scriptures tell us that God the Father clothed us, in essence, took a, a cloak of righteousness and covered it with covered us with it. So when God the Father sees us, he sees r- the righteousness of Christ. Now, when you and I look in the mirror, we see our sin nature, but when God the Father sees us, he sees the righteousness of Christ. And he did all of that right. because he's hopelessly and helplessly in love with us. That's amen. So, and that's great perspective. Amen. That's a good way to start off this program with with ultimate perspective of who Christ is and what he's done with for us and uh, who we can be when we've accepted Christ. Uh, so, Ron, one of the things about perspective is how do you how do you look at the world? What is your worldview? You just shared very briefly the biblical worldview, the Christian worldview, when it comes to ultimate things. Uh, ultimate, why is, there a, why is there brokenness in the world? Who came to fix the brokenness? And where are we going uh, in the end? Those in Christ have a certain destination. Those outside of Christ have another destination. Um, But here's what I want to do. I want to look at uh, a few of the major events from last year and then try to come up with a conclusion. So these are just going to be a cursory, just a review, headline. And then we're going to try to um, piece these together or or look at them in a grouping. So, 
So on the international scale, one of the one of the major events was the Russian invasion of Ukraine. It, that's been in the news every day. So we see this war. We see awful images on our TV screens. We see horrible accounts of, of violence and brutality. That's dominated on the international scene nationally. I've got about a half dozen things here. Well, we're going to get to that. <laughs> so... So the Uvalde, so the Uvalde shooting, the mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas, left 21 killed. Uh, in that same part of the country, there is a border crisis where uh, the border is like a sieve. Illegal immigrants are coming over uh, the U.S. border, and they are overwhelming uh, many of the cities uh, in Texas and uh, that part of the country. Uh, January 6th, the January 6th hearings dominated the news for much of the summer. That was Congress's investigation of the January 6, 2020, insurrection of the Capitol. The FBI suppressing news stories at Twitter, not widely talked about. Some these This story is getting out to some of the um, right. existing news outlets, but uh, that is a, a major story that has major implications. And then also yeah, e- yeah. Elon Musk purchasing Twitter. That's another uh, major, major story. Well, and free um, free speech being the the linchpin of the of those things, the whole idea of you know a constitutional amendment of being able to say what you want to say. Absolutely, rounding out uh, stories at the national level, controversial books in the classroom, books like Gender Queer that promote erotic homosexual behavior to young people, and then parents engaging school boards, expressing concern about these books being in their high schools and middle schools yeah. and elementary yeah. school libraries. So, Ron, these are some of the uh, news stories that had very negative, dark in some cases, troubling uh, in uh-huh. many cases. So here's here's what I want us to do. Now, we're not going to go into detail in these. Yeah. And we've done some previous Commonwealth Matters programs where we have gone into detail. But right. what uh, what did what is the common thread that runs through all of these stories, if there is one? I've got a couple, uh, couple <laughs> of thoughts. but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I mean, obviously, when you when you think through, you're thinking dark and negative and um, things that just people say that's just not right. Well, you know, Richard, it, it, you 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 know, you're using biblical terminology uh, without without trying to thump the Bible. You know, the scriptures talk about darkness and light. It talks about the idea that the light is going to expose the darkness. Darkness being bad and light being good, you know, the son of God, the light of the world, you know, it, 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 uh, it and so we, we've got these two realities. Um, the people who follow the Lord, follow the commandments and, and do their best to be able to do that. Our worldview is shaped by our, our identity as who we are in Christ. Our mission is how do we advance the gospel? Uh, you know, we, we're, we're marching to that to that drummer, uh, folks who are either not yet Christians or have considered Christianity and has just said that's just not for me, um, then then they march to their own drummer. And the the curious part about that is, if you've got a thousand people, that thousand people decides they're not followers of Christ, then you have a thousand different worldviews, and those thousand different worldviews, you know, everybody's marching in that direction or or in their own direction, and of course, chaos, turmoil, all those things are going to happen. And so you've got two different worldviews that are that are conflicting. One, I'm the master of my destiny. I'm the Lord of my life. The other is I'm helplessly and hopelessly lost. God, you're going to have to lead this. And so 
you have those two worldviews clashing. So, Ron, it's it's fascinating you bring up that we're going back to worldviews and uh, all the other worldviews really do not account for brokenness and for what's wrong with the world and the evil and suffering and unrighteousness, all of these things are not accounted for well in the other worldviews. Or they put it back on you to be able to say, when I say you, those worldviews put it back on us. Well, if we just try harder, well, if we just do better, well, if trying harder worked, there wouldn't be any overweight people. There wouldn't be addicts. There wouldn't be, you know, if trying harder worked, you, you wouldn't have people uh, going back to jail. And so, you know, one worldview is try harder. The other worldview is you got to let go and let God. That's a good point. So the thread that runs through all of the negative, awful, ugly news stories of 2022 is that we live in a broken world. Something is wrong with the world. And that's the second point. There is something called sin in the world. Now, I had a, an interview the other day with a professor at Southern Seminary, and he was sharing with with me something on the program that, uh, that you know that it's progressives that have this idea of the perfectibility of man through institutions, through science, through technology. Uh, we can perfect human beings. There's no acknowledgement of sin. There's no acknowledgement of a need of a savior. And it's really progressivism and that worldview that leads to totalitarian government. Unpack that term for me. So progressive is that short term for a uh, big government that government can solve all of the problems. That's the Nelson definition. Okay. So government is daddy. Government's big brother. We rely on the government to be able to solve all of our problems. We just wait until government gives us the answer. And ultimately they'll come up with the right answer and we just do yeah. it. That's, that's okay. right. And, and, and I would even broaden that too. It's not just it. Government is the, is the vehicle, but there are other institutions that government supports to achieve the so-called perfectibility of man. It is the universities. It is the arts. It is the sciences. It's a business world all using these things in conjunction together to um, bring about the perfection of man to eradicate, you know, so for example, for example, when, when I talk about perfectibility, there's this, we as Christians understand we're all, we are all tainted with sin. We have a sin nature. Well, the progressive worldview thinks that we just have flaws, that people grew up in the wrong environments, or there's flaws that can be corrected through institutions. And have you ever noticed this? Here's the, for example, that when you, when you hear people talk about addiction from the biblical worldview, we know that right. there's a sin. We're predisposed to some kind of something wrong. We we abuse things, whether it's drugs, alcohol. But have you noticed the change in terminology where uh, people talk about a sickness or an illness? There's no, it's not addiction or there's no sin involved. There's it's no accountability because just... it's hereditary. So you don't even have to take responsibility because you can't help it. You were born that way. So Ron, that, I'm going to pivot over. We're going to try to press through a lot of different things here in a short period of time. So lest we become uh, Debbie Downers and Negative Nellies, uh, which I've been accused of that before, we're going to talk about some of the good things. Now, there's some good okay. things in the policy yeah. realm. One of the biggest news stories from 2022 was when the Supreme Court of the United States struck down the Roe v. Wade decision. And uh, that was the Dobbs ruling back in June. And they said this is not a federal issue. And, of course, that was something we have been working for at Common Policy Center for years, uh, working to, pro to protect unborn human life. 
and pro-lifers got their wish when that happened. A number of states, including Kentucky, had trigger laws which banned abortion if ever Roe was overturned. And here we are. There are uh, it's about a dozen states, maybe 14 states across the country. As we record this program, abortion is illegal. Uh, And everybody got together and sang Kumbaya. And we all just had one nationwide group hug over that. Right. Well, not exactly. (laughs) There's been battles at the state level, as you know. As you know, battles at the state level. But here's the thing. Something that seemed fixed and written in stone was overturned. We had that Supreme Court. Supreme Court battles have been going on for decades. And finally, we got a ruling from a court that handed this issue back to the states. By the way, abortion is not outlawed through the Dobbs ruling. It just gave the issue back to the states. Good news story. Here's another good news story. The the, the, uh, high school football coach, out on the West Coast, yeah, who was fired yeah. for praying with his with his uh, players at the end of the game, had a positive ruling from the court. They said, look, the school was wrong to do that. They should not have banned prayer. Uh, and he just learned recently that he was hired back as a coach. So yeah. w- major policy. Another, another policy yeah. win from the court was with school choice. The Supreme Court uh, uh, adjusted a choice. Uh, school choice law in Maine that kept parents who wanted to send their kids to Christian schools or other religious schools. Maine discriminated against those parents. The court said, no, if you have a school choice policy open for some parents to send their kids to certain types of schools, you cannot discriminate against Christians. Uh, Ron, those are three positive rulings. We saw several in the state. Yeah, yeah, and we saw there's others that we could go through, but those were significant. And I want us to look at uh, one of the threads that runs through all of these, and we could probably spend a whole program on good news stories, but here's the positive thread. The thread that runs through all of the, these good news stories is that not all is bad in the world. Number yeah. one. Number two, Christians can make a difference, right? <laughs> we can, we can make Christ, believers, followers of Jesus can make a difference. We when we when we make ourselves available to him, allow the Holy Spirit to work through us, we can make a difference in our culture. Uh, Ron, and I'm hoping, by the way, that as uh, the year goes on and as we do these programs, that we will have more good news stories to share, that we can be more of an encouragement to the listeners. Here's some positive stories, too. I, I was thinking as I was preparing this program that often we just focus on policy issues, whether it's a court ruling or a legislative move or even elections. But, you know, there's other arenas that, um, that, that are working to improve our human condition that we often overlook. I'm thinking of the, the medical realm, the scientific realm. You know that in this last year, there was a significant medical advance with mRNA vaccines, which uh, are cost-effective, they're relatively simple to manufacture, and they um, bring about immunity in people in a, in a different way. This is considered one of the biggest medical breakthroughs. It happened from when uh, the COVID, uh, COVID epi- epidemic hit, and uh, we, um, they learned some things through that. Well, they've developed new technology for vaccines that are uh, just, they, they changed the whole ballgame. That was a bit of good news. There's a new drug that was released uh, to treat type 2 diabetes, a very effective yeah. drug 
that was it's game changing for yeah. those who are diabetic. And then there's also a new treatment for high cholesterol, which is a major uh, contributor to heart disease. So we're seeing medical breakthroughs in, yeah. uh, it to it, you know, that have happened largely in this country to help the human condition, to help prolong life or preserve life. And those are good things. This is, by the way, fighting against the effects of the fall. When we have scientists and we have uh, pharmaceutical researchers putting together drugs to help us live longer, we're pushing against the effects of the fall. So here's the thread that runs through this. There are significant good things happening outside of politics and the policy realm, right? God is still on his throne. And when you talk about the fall, because of our sin nature and because we sin, the sin nature of Adam is passed down through uh, through the bloodline. And so everybody now has the sin nature. However, we're not punished for Adam's sin or your sin. I'm punished for my own, but I have his sin nature. Um, Despite all that, uh, the Lord is everything God does, everything he does, he does redemptively, meaning he does things to redeem his people to himself. And so in the midst of the pandemic, um, he raises up and equips uh, researchers, doctors, nurses, pharmaceutical companies to be able to come up with a It reminds me of when um, Moses was carrying the Israelites uh, out of Egypt through the desert, and there was a plague, uh, uh, well, snake bites. And so God told Moses, just take two serpents, raise them up on a pole. All they got to do is look at it, and they're going to be healed. And, and so God is doing the same thing now to be able to say, here, here's the remedy for the sin. And all you got to do is look to me, look to my ways. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to help you through it. You may not recover physically. Um, however, you will be where I am. Uh, you know, uh, so yeah, yeah. Great news. And, and God yeah. is still on his throne and is still interacting on behalf of his people. Well, Ron, we're going to talk more about that, how God is working through um, the good, through the bad, through the ugly, but we're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a minute. Hi, Richard Nelson here with the Commonwealth Policy Center. It's clear that the news media isn't always fair. In fact, there's lots of far-left bias and political gamesmanship. No surprise there. So if you're looking for a perspective that's grounded in the truth of Scripture and our nation's founding principles, then get plugged into CPC's resources. Sign up for our e-newsletter at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at Commonwealth Policy Center. And we're on Twitter at CPC for Kentucky. Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. Richard Nelson here with good friend Pastor Ron Hicks. And we are giving a year in review and giving some perspective on 2023. Um, Ron, one of one of the things I see is that... Um, Many believers, and you're look, you were just with pastors right before we recorded this program. You have a congregation that you're shepherding, you're in touch with believers daily, not just in your church, but throughout the Hopkinsville area. And uh, I don't know if, if you see this, uh, like I do, but many believers are often sometimes they, they seem surprised like there's conflict and there's evil and there's wars. Man, we don't we need to be reminded that we're in a spiritual battle, absolutely. And, you know, a caveat to that, Richard, and, um, you know, you personally right now are going through the idea that your father is in his last days. And uh, and as a good son, you're honoring your father and you're there with him. And, and the Lord is allowing you all to spend some good days. 
And there might be people that'll say, well, hang on a second, Richard, you're supposed to serve this loving God. And, and, and so here you are serving God and God has allowed your dad to, to have cancer. And, you know, where's God in? So, so I say this to you and to, to our listeners, do not let unbelievers or don't let anybody hijack yeah. your life circumstances because I know you and you and I have talked off the air privately. You're seeing God in the midst of your dad going through this. You're, you're feeling this presence. You're seeing his provision and, and all those sort of things. And so we live in this fallen world. Yes, these things are happening. But the Lord says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And we walk through the valley of the shadow of death every day. Yeah. We don't have to fear any evil because he's with us. And so, so when these bad things happen, just as in a word of encouragement, uh, listeners, do not let anybody hijack your temporary suffering to try to say, well, there is no God or God doesn't care about you because if you seek his face, you will find him particularly in the midst of tragedy in the midst of uh, struggles. Ephesians 6, 12 speaks of the battle that we're in. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So we are in the middle of a battle. But at the yes. same time, we need to be reminded, as you said just a few minutes ago, we need to be reminded that this is God's world. Ron, do you remember the, the great hymn, This Is My Father's World? I want to read that last verse. It says this, Oh, let me ne'er forget that though the wrong seems oft so strong, God is the ruler yet. This is my father's world. Why should my heart be sad? The Lord is king. Let the heavens ring. God reigns. Let earth be glad. Isn't that powerful? That's true. And Ron, that's just as true now as you and I do the radio program as it is in the middle of a war-torn battlefield in Ukraine somewhere. As awful as that world is, this is reminding us of a number of biblical truths in the Old Testament and in the New Testament that God is the ruler of the world. He is in control. What we see, we're caught in these battles, these skirmishes, where we see evil rear its ugly head from time to time. But ultimately, God will have his final say. And, And not just that, but God works through the evil. He works through the darkness. He accomplished his ends. I'm thinking Romans 8, 28, for those believers in particular. All things work together for the good. That's right. For God's people that are called according to his purpose. So God says, I, if you will allow me, I will take this nasty, horrible circumstance and I will work good out of it. And, right. and some people might actually say, how in the world, you know, Richard's going through maybe saying goodbye to his dad. How in the world could God work good out of that? Yeah. Well, you and I have talked. We, we, we've seen the, the, the good that God is working out of this. And and uh, it comes through that real live relationship with a real live loving God. Amen. Amen. If I could just add to that, just one of the most evil, horrendous, awful acts in all of history was God uh, killing, uh, or I'm sorry, sorry, mankind killing God. We were, we put Jesus to death. He, and yeah. he humbled himself. He loved us so much. He uh, gave his life up as a sacrifice for us. That was one of the, the most evil act in all of history. Yeah. God worked through that despite that. He, it was his humility, his submission to God the Father. It was 
so God worked through it, and He works through whatever we're going through right now as well. Ron, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. Go. Yeah, I'm gonna move on to a couple other things because we just have a couple minutes. So I want to I want to encourage the listeners. If you are anxious about current events, anything we just mentioned or talked about, then let God's word comfort you. Philippians four eight says, "Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication." With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. If you are weighed down by personal disappointments and hurts, let Jesus carry your burdens. Jesus says, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. If you're overwhelmed by the state of the world and what's happening, believe in the words of Christ who said, These things I say to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. That's John 16, 33. So, so Ron, what's the thread? We've got just a couple minutes. Uh, What's the thread between all of these verses here? Two most powerful words together. But God, yeah. But God, the world is going to hell in a handbasket, and I'm not. That's not just an expression. That's a reality. It, it's that's what's happening. But it, at a moment's notice, every single bit of God. When Jesus, He prayed for His disciples, and He said, "Father, don't take them out of the world, but let them live in the world, but, but not be of the world." And so we are all going to experience this thing called life. Good things happen to bad people. Bad things happen to good people because life happens. The scripture says, sun shines on both and it rains on both. Uh, But when we have that relationship with God, God says, if you will allow me, not only will I walk with you through it, but I'll be able to help turn negatives into positive. I'll be able to supernaturally um, uh, impact not only you, but the people around you. And so the common thread is that God is hopelessly and helplessly in love with us. And everything he does, he does redemptively to try to draw people to himself. And sometimes, Richard, sometimes God needs godly men to go through adversity so that non-believers will be able to see. So God is using Richard Nelson and Richard's father so that people can look and say, okay, how does a godly man, Richard, go through this horrible disease with his father, yet still Praise the Lord. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How do folks do that? And God's going to use you to be able to show those. If I could add to I would I would add this. To be a demonstration, I think, is what you're saying. To to be a demonstration of God's goodness yeah. and his grace in our lives. So I'll add to that though, and that's good yeah. because this is important. You know, it is on the anvil that we are shaped to become more like Jesus. It is going through the fire where the impurities are. Um, taken out. It is through yeah. times of adversity that we are shaped to be more Christ-like. Brother, we're, we as we just shared the passage from Ephesians six twelve. We are in the middle of a spiritual battle, and we're called the boot camp. This means we got to go through training, and there's travails and hardship, and it's difficult. But uh, this is how God shapes us. And in the boot camp is the boot camp of life, right? Life happens. We go endure sickness. We are by the bedside of loved ones who are leaving us. But we do not get mired in those bad things. We realize that there is a God working through the bad, working through the evil, 
and he is transforming us in the process. He is molding and shaping us for his glory.